Assignment 8. Individuals with Hearing and Visual Impairments. Let's begin our review of Assignment 8, entitled Individuals with Hearing and Visual Impairments. Individuals with sensory impairments are affected by not having access to information many people take for granted. For many of us, the information about our environment gained through hearing and seeing goes frequently unnoticed. People with moderate and severe hearing loss may not have access to basic signals such as the sound of traffic or the telephone ringing. People with visual impairments may need to negotiate their physical environment using other senses and supports. Communication between individuals is affected by both hearing and vision loss and can be challenging in school, work, and community settings. For both these groups, technology is a critical and sometimes costly support necessary for full participation in everyday life. Child development relies heavily on modeling as a primary mode of learning. Children hear and see what is being done by older children and adults who are specifically or inadvertently modeling skills. Children mimic the sounds, gestures, actions, and behaviors around them. Sensory impairments disrupt the ability to observe what others are doing and thus disrupt modeling behavior. While people with sensory impairments often share these common issues, many of the details are different. Thus, the overview for this assignment is organized into two major sections, hearing impairments and vision impairments. Both sections focus on the educational and social issues involved in educating individuals and each addresses key learning objectives in the following areas. Definitions, prevalence, characteristics, educational and other services, and technology supports. The details of anatomy and the more technical aspects of these disabilities are not focused on in the learning objectives, but the interested learner can gain additional information from the text. Learning Objective 8-1 Understand the causes, prevalence, and range of hearing and vision impairments in the United States. First, let us address the objective targeting your understanding of the causes, prevalence, and range of hearing impairments in the United States. Hearing loss affects nearly 28 million people in the United States, and 1 in 22 infants has some degree of hearing impairment. 1 in 1,000 infants has severe or profound hearing loss, and prevalence of hearing loss increases markedly with age. At least 30% of the population is expected to experience some degree of hearing loss during their lifetime. There are many causes of hearing loss, including genetic factors, infections, anatomical abnormalities, and environmental or traumatic factors. Additionally, some other disorders such as meningitis, Down syndrome, and Usher's syndrome are associated with hearing loss in children. Variations in etiology, onset, degree, Type of hearing loss and family and educational systems result in a diverse population of individuals with hearing loss. Three major categories of impact include psychosocial functioning, speech and language, communication skills, and education. Each of these areas may be affected depending on the level or degree of hearing loss. Degrees of hearing loss range from minimal through mild, moderate, severe, and profound.
There is great variety in the types of severity of hearing loss that people experience. Hearing loss can range from minimal loss that may prevent one from hearing whispers to profound hearing loss that prevents one from hearing anything. Hearing impairment is a general term used to describe disordered hearing. Note, however, that the term impairment is offensive to some individuals who are deaf because it implies a deficiency. It is inappropriate to use the term deaf to describe minimal or moderate hearing loss. Any hearing loss may cause difficulties with speech, language, and communication functioning. The age at which an individual first experiences hearing loss is referred to as the age of onset. The age of onset significantly alters the language abilities of individuals with hearing loss. Prelingual hearing loss is present at birth or before speech onset, and postlingual deficits are acquired after the onset of speech. Postlingually deaf children generally develop better speech, language, reading, and writing skills than prelingually deafened youngsters. Because early intervention can reduce the effects of hearing impairment on these skills, great importance is placed on the early identification of hearing impairments in newborns and infants. Learning Objective 8-3 understands some basic ideas about deaf culture. Our next objective focuses on understanding some basic ideas about deaf culture. The terms hearing impairment and hearing disability can be offensive to some individuals who are deaf and identify with deaf culture. The deaf culture, with a capital D, asserts that deafness is not disabling. Rather, it is the social and cultural factors surrounding deafness that are disabling. The deaf culture has its own language, social mores, theater, and community. It is unique in disability studies in its understanding of itself as a culture rather than a disability group. The deaf culture advocates the use of American Sign Language and rejects cochlear implants as an attempt to correct something that they do not consider to be problematic or in need of a cure or medical intervention. Deaf culture considers American Sign Language, ASL, a deaf individual's first language and English a second language. Deaf culture is a vibrant and active culture that produces its own literature, plays, actors, and productions. Community events are common and valued. Today's current practices for educating children with hearing impairments are the result of historical, political, and cultural forces. The deaf rights movements and deaf culture have had a great impact on legislation and educational practices. Historically, a major controversy has revolved around whether individuals with hearing impairments should be taught using manual, sign, or oral language. Alexander Graham Bell felt that using manual or sign language promoted the segregation of people with hearing loss, and the oral approach was more accepted than the manual approach for many years. Alexander Graham Bell also proposed legislation that would eliminate residential schools, ban the use of sign language, forbid two adults with significant hearing impairments to marry, and ban individuals with significant hearing impairments from becoming teachers of students with hearing impairments. Edward Galladay believed that sign language created communication opportunities for people with hearing loss and his view eventually gained support in Congress. 
Both men's philosophies reflect the cultural beliefs of their time. In the 1970s, the total combination approach gained favor and supported the utilization of both forms of communication to best meet the needs of individuals with hearing impairments. Gallaudet University is a university developed for students who are deaf. It embraces deaf culture and provides a powerful learning, communal, and social experience for its deaf students. Learning Objectives 8-2 and 8-6 Understand the impact visual and hearing impairments can have on activities of daily living and educational considerations and list some of the educational challenges faced by individuals with hearing impairments. We now turn our focus to understanding the impact hearing impairments can have on activities of daily living and educational considerations. We address another objective simultaneously, exploring some of the educational challenges faced by individuals with hearing impairments. Among individuals with hearing impairments, intelligence is distributed normally or similarly to individuals without hearing impairments. Speech and language is the area most severely affected by a hearing impairment, particularly for children who are born deaf. Students who cannot hear the sounds of spoken language may have difficulty learning the meanings associated with the sounds. They may also have difficulty using spoken language because they lack early experiences with the sounds of language. Social-emotional development relies heavily on communication skills, and children with hearing loss hear less auditory information. Children with hearing impairments may play differently due to a limited ability to share abstract ideas, and often prefer to work with pairs of children rather than large groups. Although most students with hearing impairments have average or above-average intelligence, educational achievement may be delayed because educational environments often rely on spoken words to transmit both instructional and non-instructional information. Reading skills are often delayed due to limited understanding of sound-word relationships. A large percentage of students with hearing impairments receive their education in the regular education classroom, 48%, or resource room, 19%, in a public school setting. Approximately 7% of students attend separate schools, and an additional 6% of students attend residential facilities, once the primary setting for students who were deaf. Educating students in the least restrictive environment is the law. However, there is some debate as to what constitutes the least restrictive environment for children with severe hearing impairments because of the unique communication needs of these children. Schools are places of community, as well as of instruction. Whether there are peers who can communicate and thus build relationships with the student whether teachers can communicate effectively, and whether the educational needs of the student will be addressed are critical questions when deciding the least restrictive environment for each student. The use of translators or sign interpreters are effective to convey instructional content. However, the presence of an adult can hinder the development of friendships, especially during the teen years. Promoting acceptance Ensuring that hearing aids and other amplification devices are used, providing preferential seating, minimizing classroom noise, increasing visual information, 
and modifying instruction are ways to support the students with hearing impairments in schools. The earlier children with hearing impairments begin to receive services, the more positive the outlook for success with remediation strategies. All states have mandated newborn screenings, and early intervention programs provide support to families in addition to children with hearing impairments. The transition to adulthood is an exciting time in the lives of many families, including those who have members with hearing impairments. Transition planning for individuals with hearing impairments includes support for families as they and their youngsters navigate employment, post secondary education, and social and community engagement. The Office on Deafness, State Vocational and Rehabilitation Services, Self Help for the Hard of Hearing, and the National Association of the Deaf all provide services to people with hearing impairments. Learning Objective 8-4. Be able to list and explain the three basic approaches to communication used in educational settings by individuals with hearing impairments. Our next objective targets the three basic approaches to communication used in educational settings by individuals with hearing impairments. Within the different educational placement options, three different approaches to communication may be used. These include an auditory or oral approach, total communication approach, or bilingual bicultural, bi bi approach. In a survey of 39 states, approximately two thirds of educational programs for students who are hard of hearing or deaf reported using a total communication approach. These programs, Generally, use a form of signed English for the sign language component. Most residential and post secondary programs for the deaf endorse the by by approach using American Sign Language or ASL. American Sign Language is the language of the deaf community. It has its own syntax and grammar and is the language most frequently used by interpreters in public settings, such as concerts, ceremonies, and religious services. The deaf community considers English their second language, not their primary language. Families may need support as they learn to accept and support their child who has a hearing impairment. Most children with hearing impairments have parents who do not have hearing impairments, and the parents may not be familiar with deaf culture or the supports and services available to them. Families may wish to learn sign language. All relationships within a family may be affected, although little research has been conducted in this area. Many diversity issues exist when studying individuals with hearing impairments. A large percentage of students with hearing impairments come from culturally diverse groups, although little research has been conducted to address the needs of students with hearing impairments who come from non English speaking families. Learning Objective 8 8. List some of the technological advances that support communication and activities of daily living for people with hearing and visual impairments. We will now address the objective targeting your knowledge of the technological advances that support communication and daily life for people with hearing impairments. Technological advances have created wonderful new communication opportunities for individuals with hearing impairments, including hearing aids. And auditory training devices. Sound amplification systems are used in some classrooms, such as the FM system, worn by teachers to amplify their speech, computers, 
and speech synthesizing programs provide opportunities for individualized learning, and vibrating or visual alarm systems can be fitted to doorbells, fire alarms, wristwatches, and smoke detectors. Many TV shows and movies provide a written transcription of the spoken words across the bottom of the screen called closed captioning. There are telecommunication devices for the deaf, TDD, which are devices that translate telephone voice communication into written communication. Telephones with amplification are also available. Text messaging has become increasingly popular. Cochlear implants have generated much controversy. A cochlear implant is a device that is surgically implanted into the cochlea to stimulate nerves in order to make sounds audible. It is connected by a special magnet to a transmitter that rests behind the ear. Not all individuals with hearing loss will benefit from a cochlear implant. Learning Objective 8-1. Understand the causes, prevalence, and range of hearing and vision impairments in the United States. We now focus on individuals with visual impairments. Our first objective focuses on understanding the causes, prevalence, and range of vision impairments in the United States. The Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, IDEA, defines visual impairment, including blindness, as an impairment in vision that even with correction adversely affects a person's educational performance. Individuals with low vision have different experiences from those who are legally or totally blind. A person who is legally blind has a visual acuity of 2200 or less, even with correction in the better eye or a visual field no greater than 20 degrees. A person is defined as having low vision if his or her visual impairment interferes with the ability to perform daily activities. Functional vision is the amount of visual information available for use in daily activities, including learning. Individuals are considered functionally blind when the primary channels for learning are tactile or auditory rather than visual. Approximately 2.8% of school-aged children in the United States experience vision loss so significant as to require specialized educational supports. However, only 0.4% of students with disabilities are classified under the category of visual impairments, making it one of the least prevalent disabilities. A significant number of children with visual impairments also have developmental or physical disabilities because vision loss is often associated with other medical conditions such as cerebral palsy, muscular dystrophy, injuries, and childhood diseases. However, most visual impairments are genetic, and many can be prevented through prenatal care and eye safety. Vision screening is common at birth, in preschool, and for school-age children. At least 90% of all eye injuries to children can be prevented by identifying dangerous situations, correcting hazards, and providing greater supervision. Misuse of toys or household objects and automobile accidents are frequent causes of eye injuries. Other factors include accidental exposure to harmful household products, such as pesticides, glues, and detergents, and fireworks. Learning Objective 8-2 and Learning Objective 8-6 Understand the impact visual and hearing impairments can have on activities of daily living and educational considerations, and 
list some of the educational challenges faced by individuals with hearing impairments. We will now address the objective of how visual impairments impact activities of daily living and consider the educational challenges faced by individuals with low vision or blindness. Visual impairments can affect travel, community activities, and educational experiences. For children with visual impairments, knowledge about body parts, eating skills, age-appropriate behavior, clothing, and other social skills are not learned by observing others, but must be intentionally taught. People with severe vision impairments often must be taught to make eye contact or to smile naturally when speaking to others. Difficulties with the acquisition of social skills can result in the child being left out of social events. Loneliness, isolation, and low self-esteem may result. Learning Objective 8-7 List some of the educational challenges faced by individuals with visual impairments. Probably one of the greatest academic challenges for individuals with visual impairments is learning to read, completing written work, and mastering alternative strategies to use text-based media. The use of magnified print or braille to read can support some individuals with visual impairments. The development of listening skills will assist children in learning new ideas. Vocational skills training should begin at an early age and should include dressing, eating, cooking, working with money, and job or professional training. Orientation and mobility training is a related service under IDEA and supports students in learning how to travel independently. Some individuals travel with a cane or are supported by a seeing eye dog. Additionally, ethical and social behavior expectations must be taught and reviewed, and finding ways to communicate effectively with peers, teachers, and co-workers is very important. Over half of all students with visual impairments receive services in the general education setting. However, over 11%, many with multiple disabilities as well as visual impairments receive services in separate schools or residential facilities. Early intervention is critical so that young children with visual impairments make progress in the areas of sensory exploration, gross and fine motor skills, and social development. Additionally, early intervention professionals can help with language and self-help and independent living skill development. Services that support individuals with visual impairments include adaptive technologies, transcription services, access to equipment resource centers, and reader services. Education targeting community and daily living activities, orientation, and mobility is essential. Job training, transportation services, and convenient housing are important needs for adults with visual impairments. There are also family services for those who wish to support the independence of a loved one with visual impairments and learn to advocate for support for the individual. Educational issues include teacher shortages, access to certified orientation and mobility specialists, reading and literacy education, and vocational training. Profound teacher shortages for children with visual impairments affect all school districts in the United States. 
only 250 new teachers of the visually impaired graduate from college each year, a number far fewer than is needed. Learning Objective 8-8 lists some of the technological advances that support communication and activities of daily living for people with hearing and visual impairments. Our last objective targets your knowledge of the technological advances that support communication and daily life for people with visual impairments. Assistive technologies provide critical supports for individuals, especially in the areas of literacy and transportation. The American Printing House for the Blind is a valuable resource for special media, tools, and materials needed for educational programs. The American Foundation for the Blind has many accessible publications for consumers with visual impairments. Recordings for the Blind and Dyslexic is a national educational library for people with print disabilities. It provides audio textbooks along with reference materials for people who cannot read standard print. Screen magnification, video magnifiers, synthetic speech, and optical character recognition systems can all increase accessibility to print media. Braille Writer, Braille Embosser, and Braille Translator also provide needed technological supports. Global Positioning Systems, GPS, such as BrailleNote GPS, provide orientation tools that assist individuals with planning and following routes to various destinations. Adaptive hardware and software, including input and output systems, can help support the academic performance of students with visual impairments. This completes our review of this assignment.